I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. And through our dialogue together, on this platform, we, we aim to draw relevancy from the biblical text while bringing clarity to our own religious experience. I'm inviting you to come on in the room as a guest and join the conversation, share your sacred story with me. Today, we're going to be talking about the fact that we have now entered into the Advent season. And my topic is, is there hope for renewal? So I'm waiting for some people to come on into the room. But as we are waiting, let me say this. Praise God, we have entered into what is referred to as the Advent season. And what is meant by Advent? Well, Advent comes from a Latin word, which means coming. And in the Christian church calendar, it is the per period of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And we celebrate that around uh, what's come to be known to us as Christmas. And it also represents our preparation for the second coming of Christ. Yes, he came once, and the Christian tradition believes that he's coming back again. So again, the topic is, is there hope for renewal? And as we have now entered into this Advent season, what comes to my mind in answer, that, in answer to that question is absolutely, there is the possibility for renewal. So the question becomes, why do I attach the theme of renewal to this Advent season? Well, if we look at the activity of God as we search the scriptures, we'll find that God enters into our struggle. He rescues, he liberates, he delivers, and he heals. Amen? Amen. So I'm reminded of where do, we, where do I find that, okay? I'm reminded of Genesis. Yes, I am reminded of the book of Genesis, which is the, the first book in the Bible. It's the first book in the Old Testament. Amen, amen. Thank you for coming into the room. Our topic today is Advent, and is there hope for renewal during this season? And again, if you are... Um, in the room and you, you have some thoughts about the Advent season and our, and our possibilities of renewal and hope during this season, please come on in and share. But I'm reminded, uh, the question I asked myself was, why do I attach this theme of renewal to the, this Advent season? Well, 
As we search the scripture, we find that God enters into our struggle. He rescues, liberates, delivers, and heals. And I'm reminded of Genesis, where you say, well, where do you pull that from, Reverend Glover? Well, in the first story of the Bible, Genesis, in the very first chapter, the very first words, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This scene has been described as chaos. The earth was formless and empty. Without, without form and darkness was over the surface of the deep. It was not yet put together the way God would have it to be put together. And then God, through his spoken word, he said, let there be light, and there was light. And so what we see right here is that God, through his spoken word, spoke order into chaos. So that's one reason for my having a, a notion of hope in this Advent season, because God has already demonstrated that he enters in and brings order into chaos. I'll give you another scriptural example of why I believe there's hope for renewal in this Advent season. Again, Advent is the period of time where we, we remember and we reflect on the coming of Christ, coming again. So here's another scriptural example that 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 uh, leads me to to a place of hope. It comes from Exodus in the in the third chapter in the seventh verse where the Lord said, "I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. As we know, they were slaves in Egypt and they were being worked to death. But the Lord said, "I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have." come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So here again, God has entered into the struggle and rescued people, calling them out calling them out of the bondage of their slavery into freedom. And then, of course, as we, we look through the scripture, talking about God's coming in and entering in, well, we saw in, in Genesis how he spoke order into chaos. We saw in Exodus how he says that he has come down to rescue his people. Now in the New Testament, we see in the Gospel of Luke, in the very first chapter, in the 26th verse, it, it, it uh, talks, it's, this is referred to as Mary's Annunciation, where an angel comes to um, Mary and says to her, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And Mary was troubled by these words, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will call to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And this is where we, we um, the fact that Jesus is will be incarnate. That means God comes in the flesh 
in the person of Jesus. God enters into our struggle in the person of Jesus. Then, you know, I also have hope because if I look at the Gospel of John, in the 11th chapter, in the 43rd verse, Jesus calls Lazarus from the grave. Lazarus was dead. Now, if there's any hope to be revealed in the, in the activity of God, it certainly comes through this story. Lazarus was dead in the grave for days. And Jesus goes to the grave of his friend and calls him by his name and calls him out of death. And, and the Bible says that Lazarus came out and his hands and feet were, were wrapped up with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And, he, and Jesus tells his disciples to, to take the grave clothes off of him and let him go. To take those things off of him that were, that kept him wrapped up in death and let him go. So to me, this speaks to the possibility of renewal as we consider the activity of God. Perhaps God will, is calling us to take the grave clothes off of people in our society today. The things that have us wrapped up in death. And again, I, I think I would be remiss if I, if I didn't mention Luke, the 13th chapter where Jesus heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath. There was a woman who was crippled by a spirit for 18 long years. She was bent over and, and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her forward and he said to her, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Now, now this, this is hope for me. This, this inspires me. This gives me hope. Because what Jesus did to this woman was, first of all, he saw her. And yes, I believe God sees us in our struggle. And then he called her forward. And I believe God is calling us today. And he said to her that you are free. Then with the Bible, he spoke to her, and God is speaking to us. Then he put his hands on her. He touched her, and I believe God is touching us today. And so as we see from the scripture and, and looking at the activities of God, I have a hope for a brighter tomorrow. I see the possibilities for renewal and hope. For, for what? For a brighter tomorrow. I believe that God is calling us to a place of greater commitment, of embracing the love of God and leading us on a, as he leads us on a path of, of, of not only spiritual salvation, but in this life, how we can be led to make this world a better place. If we claim to be the people of God, if we claim to be the body of Christ, then we need to represent God in a more proper way, okay? I see the possibility for renewal both individually in our lives and collectively. Individual renewal, 
revival and social renewal for, for a for the betterment of society. So now one of the things that plagues our society is racism. Do I believe that there is hope for society <coughs> to move past the cancerous, paralyzing grips of racism? And yes, I do. I believe that God in the person of Jesus Christ has entered in our struggle, and that includes our struggle towards justice. And yes, that includes racial justice. I believe that God is with us. But there's a very real challenge to all of us, even those who identify as people of faith. And the challenge is that in the frailty of our humanity, we often posture ourselves in resistance to the wisdom, love, justice, the teachings of God, the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of the apostles for one reason or another. Now, just because people identify as Christians don't mean that they are acting consistent with the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the apostles. So, as opposed to resisting, standing in resistance and antithetical to the teachings of Jesus and the apostles, the question becomes, how can we open ourselves to allow Christ to encounter us in this Advent season so that we can work towards renewal in the society and in our own personal lives? Are we free enough in this Advent season to allow God to, to work in and through us to bring about a radical change in our hearts, minds, and ultimately transformation in the communities in which we live? Or are we paralyzed by our preoccupation with, with election tensions, or tensions around the election periods? Um, are we paralyzed by privilege and consumerism during this holiday season? Or are we paralyzed by hate, which we so often see the language of hate coming from people in, in, with national recognition. So my proposition today is that in order for us to be used by God in the struggle towards justice, towards racial justice, we must begin with repentance. And by that, I mean turning away from, firstly, returning, turning away from contributing to the perpetuation of, of racist ideas, turning away from bigotry, prejudice, hate, and exclusion, turning away from the demonization and criminalizing of people whose skin color or ethnicity or religion is different than our own. There is no room for the, for the body of Christ to speak with such hatred for other people, even if their religion is different than your own. That is not a reason 
for you to spew hate language towards other people. I don't have to mention any names, but I think we know where I'm going with that. But here's the thing. As we repent and turn away from these attitudes and thinking, as we then partner ourselves with God through our repentance and prayer, we can then find ourselves empowered to move from sorrow to joy, from resentment to gratitude, from exclusion to inclusion, from isolation to to building community, and from decaying society to a renewed society. As we embrace God's love and turn from this disease of social sin, then we can do God's will on earth as it is in heaven. We need God, and God wants us to partner with him. Humanity partnered with deity in this work towards justice and renewal in our society. Now I have a person that's coming on in, a guest, and I am welcoming, let's see who we have here. I'm welcoming you to come in and share your thoughts on the Advent season. How are you? God bless, how are you? Jesse Casillas. Yes, sir. Well, welcome to Faith Talk. I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and we're just talking about our hope for renewal during the Advent season. And do you do you have any thoughts on this? I uh, I do. I was listening to uh, what you said about um, that there is no room for the body of Christ to have such evil thoughts about skin color and racism and all this. And I and I love that you said that because. Um, I see, uh, 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 we, unfortunately, we see that a little too much, you know. We see Christians that say, I'm a Christian, but they hate their neighbor because of their skin color. Mm-hmm. We see people that say, I'm a Christian, but because somebody speaks a different language, they don't like that person. And it's like, how do you call yourself a follower of Christ? How do you call yourself a follower of the Most High God, the the God of love, the God who created love, but you don't like your neighbor because he he either has a different skin color or because he speaks a different language than you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and I don't like I I don't like seeing that, especially as you said in the body of Christ, because that 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 for me is like. You're you're denying your your quote Christian self just by doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, Jesse, and let me just say this: I'm an uh, I'm an ordained minister in the gospel. I'm ordained in the Baptist tradition, <clears throat> and I would go as far as to say. Now, I've recently heard make I've heard people celebrities make remarks about people of other faiths. I've heard celebrities and politicians, and I don't even have to mention their names, but I've heard celebrities and um, high-powered politicians make disparaging remarks against people of other faith traditions. And I think, you know, first of all, Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus embraced 
um, of people in the community. And Jesus' right. greatest problems were with, in fact, the religious leaders and, and their, their, the way that they were misleading and exploiting people. So again, you know, I, I really appreciate your joining in, first of all, and sharing that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's disheartening, disquieting to hear people of faith that that abandon the teachings of Christ and let that that let their own hatred for the other um, right. up, you know. And I again, I don't care if the person is if doesn't believe in what you believe in. Um, there's no reason for you to actually exercise and and uh, hatred towards them. Right. Amen. That's true. I appreciate. So. So how do you feel about this season of Advent is a season in which we reflect on the, the birth of Jesus and, and God's coming in the person of Christ. He didn't come just to have a party. He came to, he didn't come just for a visit, but he came to bring order into chaos. So as we enter into this um, Advent season, there are ways that we can can try to embrace the love of God um, through, through you know, and, and be the love of God in action towards other people during this season. Right. Amen. Amen. I, I've always said this season, and, and, and we hear it all the time, right? We hear it all the time. Jesus is the reason for the season. We hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've always said this season and shouldn't be the only time that we that we portray God or that we praise Jesus for what he's done. Mm-hmm. I've always said that this season, yes, it's, it's, it's great to remember that. And it's great to remember the, this season as being the, uh, the, what we remember as the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. But I've always said this shouldn't be the only time that we remember that we should remember it every day just like we remember what he did uh, around Easter season mm-hmm. and what and what he did and why he came in the first place his his purpose his purpose to come onto this earth to die for us and to save us and to give us eternal life mm-hmm. and so and so it's great I love I love uh, portraying God around this season and showing the love of God around this season, but why why? And I'm not I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna add myself into this. I'm gonna say why do we tend to just remember Jesus around the season? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very good question, and I think we see it every year. <clears throat> we see you know we see people that. Um, show up to church on on christmas and on easter and maybe right. even on and maybe even on mother's day and perhaps the rest of the year they feel as though they don't need to be assembled together in the church or with the faith family and you know that that's a, a personal choice i don't know what happened to me but um you know jesus wasn't always the first thing on my mind and and you know i had a, a as a younger younger gentleman my life i lived a, a life that was you know full of fun and frolic and, 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 and church wasn't on my mind but as i grew in the lord as i began to embrace the love of god and hear hear about the love of god as opposed to the condemnation and the punishment of god you know 
as I began to hear the fact that God actually loved me, um, I think I and, and began reading his reading the Bible and actually looking very closely at it. Um, I think that I also found the scriptures that tells you do not forsake the assembling together. Together. Right. Amen. And and so we're not as Christians we're not meant to be um, without a, a faith family, a church family, because you know. A home church, as they say, we're not we're not meant to be um, spiritually homeless. But you're not meant to fly solo as a Christian. You are meant to be um, part of a faith family. It's an important it's an important part of being in the body of Christ because it's a body, and and we help each other, we support each other, we strengthen one another. Um, right. But but Jesse, don't forget. Now there's there's a lot of reasons why people stay away from the church. Um, mm. It's not like the church is, is not without blame. That's true. And, you know, so a lot of people are turned off from organized religion. And this is this is in regard to with, you know, across all faith traditions, whether it's Islamic, Jewish or Christian, people are, are turned off of or away from organized religion because of the way that people of faith act and treat them. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. It's very sad, but it's true. Yeah, amen. You know, so um, again, um, but I have hope that there is a chance for renewal in yes. this world. Some people think there is no hope. You know, um, but here, this Martin Luther King Jr. said this. You know, everybody, like you know, we talk about the, the "I Have a Dream" speech as being the most important um, speech that he ever wrote, but. There's a book, a book written by Martin Luther King Jr. It's a collection of his sermons. It's called Strength to Love. And in that book, he said this, and this is getting back to this, this um, hope for renewal during this Advent season and beyond the Advent season. But Martin Luther King Jr. said this. He said, we must never feel that God will, through some breathtaking miracle, or a wave of the hand will cast evil out of the world. He went on right. to say that as long as we believe this, we'll pray unanswerable prayers and ask God to do things that he will never do. Mm -hmm. He went on to say that believing that God will do everything for man is as untenable as the belief that man can do everything for himself. And we must learn that to expect God to do everything while we um, do nothing is not faith, but superstition. So here is the thing. We have, if we have hope for a brighter tomorrow, but we have to partner with God. Amen. And, and, and do our part. And that, that part shows up in small ways and it shows up in, in big ways. It can show up between you and your neighbor. Mm -hmm. You know, and the people in your community. I mean, you can't reach everybody in the world, but you can certainly reach the people that are in your community right whether you offer them and and i'm not talking about you know you don't have to i'm not talking about going around the world um digging wells and providing water and all of that those are great ministries but you know you can smile at somebody in the supermarket and say yeah. bless you and help somebody do something to make this world a better place amen amen so you know um i my prayer is that um that, you know, um, like Dr. King, he went on to say that racial justice 
is a genuine possibility in our nation and in the world. But it's not going to come by our frail and often misguided efforts, nor by God imposing his will on wayward men. But it can come when enough people open their lives to God and allow him to pour his divine energy into their hearts. So world peace can become a reality, but it'll come not by men working alone, or nor by God destroying the wicked schemes of men. But, but it can come when men open their lives to God that he can fill them with love, mutual respect, understanding, and goodwill. So social salvation will come only through man's willing acceptance of God's mighty gift. And you know, what really bothers me, Jesse, is that we have some people, and you're hearing them today, um, celebrities speaking out that, that seem to have a, a zeal for God, right? They seem right. to be very zealous about God and crying out for this country to be a Christian nation and all of this stuff. But somehow, I don't think they've been trained in, in, in the ministry because if they were, they wouldn't um, say some of the things they're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like to say that those people use God as... what, I, And I even talked about this a while back in my podcast. Um... I've always, I say that God is not a genie. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 tend to we tend to use God like if He's a genie. He's gonna grant my wishes. He's gonna do what I want Him to do. And then when I don't need Him anymore, I'm gonna put Him back on the shelf. That's right. But we need to stop having that mindset. We need to stop having that mindset because God is not a genie. God is not there, or God is not here just to provide for us or just to do what we want him to do god is here because he created us mm-hmm. and because and, and just like you said god is not going to do what we can if you will mm-hmm. god is not gonna uh, god is not gonna talk to somebody or preach to somebody when he has you mm-hmm. I, I know uh, i heard a preacher one day say um hey god why don't you uh, come down and preach to the nation and preach to the world and show yourself. <laughs> and God told him, that's what I have you for. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. And that's exactly right. And we need to we need to stop with the mindset that God is going to do everything for us, that God is going to come down from heaven and just, you know, show his superpowers or what have you mm-hmm. and and do everything for us and make the world a peaceful place, because that's not that's not his plan that's not mm-hmm. in his plan and that's why he has us we have he has us for that mission he has us and he has us to preach and to and to heal the sick and to do everything that jesus even did even jesus said greater things than these you guys you shall do and i'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. greater things mm-hmm. than these you shall do he said amen and i'm saying greater miracles Greater miracles than you shall do, he said. But where are those miracles? Mm-hmm. Because it's because we don't have the faith. We want God to do everything. Mm-hmm. We want God to do everything for us. We want God to, uh, as I said, we want God to be the genie and do everything for us and then put him back on the shelf when we don't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. That's but not Jesse, how... Jesse, let me ask you a question. And I really appreciate you um, coming on. Now, you know, I these episodes, they get... Um, put up on um, 
you know, like iTunes and Spotify and and iHeartRadio. So, okay. do, do do you are you okay with that? No, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. So, what is your podcast? I, I heard you mention that you had your own podcast. What what's what is it called? I actually have two. My uh, my uh, main one right now is called Continuum Don't Stop. Mm-hmm. It's basically a podcast where I I um I portray and I and I exhibit uh, independent Christian artists that like to you know show their talents and everything for the glory of God. And I also have uh, special guests come on and talk about their testimony and talk about what God did for them and how they found God and. You know things like that, and I also uh, sometimes I talk about you know a certain topic, like a certain Bible topic, or I have um, a friend of mine who is a pastor. Uh, she gives uh, she gives her own topics as well, and I put that on the show as well. Hey man, it's nice. So this I would appreciate it. You know, um, <clears throat> when I put these episodes up, I'd like to include you as one of my guests. And I have a, um, you know, you can go to the website and sign up as, as a guest on this show. And, you know, if you fill out a little bit of information, I can put all that stuff up so people know who you are and how to, you know, reach you and come out to your podcast and hear it and all that kind of stuff. So uh, the the website is www.reverendjstuartglover.com. And there, you know, you can... Um, if you register as a guest on the show, I can make the um, the guest information, the bio, more complete as people visit the site. And and you know, again, so let me ask you this, um, Jesse, you sound, without doubt, you sound um, like a person of faith, a person with strong faith. And I want to know, you know, we're talking about the possibility of renewal. So when when did this renewal? I mean, I don't think you um, were born with a Bible in your hand. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so w- when did when did this um, attraction to the things of God take place in your life? When did you think this re- renewal thing came about? Amen. I'll be honest with you. Um, I grew up with parents that would always bring me to church and bring in you know you know christian parents and everything and my my even my dad was called to be it's called i should i should say it's called to be a pastor and he's you know working on that right now mm-hmm. but um i didn't i didn't uh you know focus on god or anything like that until and until I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the yeah. Bible says when a man has found a wife, he's found a good thing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to keep you very long because <laughs> I actually have other things to do, but uh-huh. I'm going to give you a little bit of, of what, I, what I went through. Um, before I found God, or before I fixed myself with God, I should say, um and 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 you know gave my my all to God gave myself to God I was very I was a very isolated person I was a very isolated person um I didn't want to deal half the time I didn't even want to deal with my own family 
you know, I would always be in my room and I would always, you know, listen to secular music, what have you. And I would always do what I thought I always wanted to do, you know, do my own thing, you know, be me, as people would say. Um, but it got to the point where um, I felt very alone. Mm-hmm. I felt very alone. And it got to the point where um, I started having uh, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I got super depressed and everything. Um, and mind you, at the time, I'm already dating uh, who was going to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but before that, uh, let me just let me let me just mention this uh, right quick. Before that, my father actually prophesied that she was going to be my wife. She said, "God told me that that woman right there, that girl right there that you see, because she went to the same church as uh, as we did, that girl." Uh, that you see is going to be your wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, nah, nah, <laughs> nah that's, that's not going to happen because I'm always, I'm over here thinking because I already had my own, a, a different girlfriend or whatever and everything. And so I'm like, nah, I'm going to marry my girlfriend, the, the girlfriend that I have now. And, and my dad's like, okay, but I'm telling you, that's what God told me. <laughs> but um, fast forward, of course, a, a little, a few, like a year later, uh, I broke. Up, I break up with my with my ex girlfriend, and I start dating who was going to be my wife. Shockingly, <laughs> but um. So at the time, I started feeling very lonely. I started feeling depressed and everything, and even while dating her, and it, I will never forget. One day, I stayed home. My parents went to church. I stayed home. Um, I was alone and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't text my wife or anything because, of course, she was at church uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stayed home and I'm over there thinking I'm going to help my parents. I'm going to be a nice person. I'm going to be a nice kid. And uh, I'm, I'm what am I? I'm 19 at the time right now. Mm-hmm. Well, not right now, but at the time I was 19. Uh, I'm 32 right now. So that was about 12 years ago, almost. Um, I know I think it was 12 years ago but anyway um, I'm, I'm, I'm always there thinking I'm going to be a nice kid and help my parents and so I decided to wash dishes and so um, I promise you <laughs> I still remember to this day mm-hmm. uh, Reverend Jay that uh, I pick up uh a steak knife mm-hmm. a cup of steak knife and as clear as I'm talking to you right now reverend I hear a voice that says no one loves you nobody loves you your girlfriend doesn't love you you are alone kill yourself mm. now mm. as clear as day mm. as clear as I'm talking to you mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from but it's clear today I heard it. Nobody loves you. Kill yourself right now. Mm. I start crying and I start, you know, debating whether or not to do it and everything. And mind you, my cell phone is right next to me or right right next to the on the counter right next to me. And and I say, no, I, I couldn't. I, I, 
I didn't hear that. That was that was that was probably in my mind. That was probably in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I try again, and I start to wash the dishes again, and I look at the knife again, and again I hear, "No one loves you. Kill yourself." Mm. And so I'm no longer debating, and I pick up the knife. I'm about to do it. When I when I see a text message, when I see my 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 phone go off vibrating and it says it's a text message. It says, "Hey baby, what are you doing? I love you." Wow. Wow. As simple as that. Wow. I can't tell you, Reverend, how fast I dropped that knife and I. <laughs> Fell to my knees and I started bawling my eyes out, started crying my eyes out, and I said, "Baby, where are you?" And she's like, "I'm at church," but I decided to to text you for some reason. Wow. And I'm like, "Baby, you need to go to the bathroom right now and call me now." Mm. And so she does, and so like about five ten minutes later, she calls, and. She goes, "What's going on? What's what's wrong? What's happening?" And she, and I go, "Baby, you have no idea what you just stopped me from doing." Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, "I was about to kill myself. I was just about to stab myself with a steak knife." Mm-hmm. And I saw the text message. She's like, "Baby, you know." She's like, "Baby, you know that that was the devil trying to trying to trick you." And it had to be God. I knew something told me. To text you for some reason, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until it wasn't until then, Reverend, that I that I truly gave myself to God, and I was like, "This is it. This is, you know, this is the end all, be all," as they say. And ever since then, I've been trying. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've had my, you know, my flaws and my ups and downs, of course. But I will say that. God has not let me down yet since then. Jesse, you've offered a, a you're being very brave in offering your testimony, and I'm going to tell you something. There are people around the world who listen to this, and I believe mm-hmm. that somebody might be encouraged by your testimony. Now, let mm-hmm. me just get something straight. Oh, I, I, I think I got it. It wasn't your it wasn't your ex girlfriend that called you, right? <laughs> No, it was. Oh, the, it wasn't the, the ex-girlfriend that texted you. It was the one who's who's your wife now. So, isn't yeah. it amazing how God puts people in our lives that can actually bring renewal and hope? Amen, amen. So praise I, God for that. Amen. I thank God and I praise God for my wife every day. Jesse, and now again, I'm going to ask you again to visit this website. I want to to for you to give me if you go there and just you know there's a drop down menu. The the web address is on the on my profile on this wisdom app. I want you to just you know put your name and and if you have a picture, your picture and your um, the name of your podcast and and the links to that and all of that, so I can post this all that stuff up on um, on on my site and people yes, can reach out to you. So listen, I want to thank you so much for coming in, and I know you said that you had something to do. Um, yes, sir. So, listen, I think you've contributed richly to this session. You know, we're talking about is there hope for renewal? And I mm-hmm. think that you have a 
testify, you are a witness to the fact mm -hmm. that there is hope for renewal, even in our darkest moments. Amen. Even, when it, seems, even when it seems like all hope is gone, God mm -hmm. steps in, right? And intervenes, steps into our struggle. And in your case, he stepped into your struggle and he used your wife to do it. Amen. Exactly right. All right. So thank you for so much for coming in, Jesse. I'm going to um, close out this, this session now, but I really am appreciative of your calling in today and we'll connect in the future. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a blessed one. Thank you so All right. much. All right. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith Talk, and, and what we've been talking about is, is, is there hope for renewal, as we are now in what we call the Advent season. The Advent season, again, is the period of time before Christmas that we prepare ourselves to celebrate the coming of Christ, the birth of Christ. And not only do we celebrate the, the birth of Christ, but we anticipate the second coming of Christ. And how do we prepare our lives for that? How, do, how does us knowing that Christ is coming back again, how does that affect the way we live today and what we try to get done before his coming? And, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I had a conversation with a Muslim friend of mine. And I asked him if he had any expectation in his Islamic tradition of someone coming back again, right? And he said, yes, we do. And when I said, well, well, who is that? He said, Jesus is coming back again. So I almost fell out the chair to learn that, that in the Islamic faith tradition, they believe that Jesus is coming back again. So let me say this. You heard a wonderful testimony from Jesse of, of hope, how God enters into our struggle, even in our darkest moments. So in the remaining days of Advent, let us allow God to come into our lives. Let us partner with the grace of God, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And yes, I believe that racial justice is possible. Even though you hear celebrities crying out with hate language and politicians crying out um, with hate language and trying to form policies that further marginalize people, the good news is that when people partner with God, then the dismantling of harmful stereotypes, aggressions, policies, laws, and practices that, that are actually harmful to sacred lives. The dismantling of this is now actually possible. So I look forward to renewal in this Advent season, personally, individually, and collectively. In, during this Advent season and beyond. So let us, let me just close out by saying, let us stand in solidarity with God and each other along this journey towards restoration and getting us in line with the will and purpose of God. I pray that God would restore us and make his face to shine upon us that we might be saved. Now you have been listening to Faith Talk and I certainly thank you for being part of our listening community. I always say that the theological views of any of my guests are not always reflective of my own opinions and theology. 
However, we, we allow people freedom to let their voice be heard and share their experiences with God with, um, and our listening audience. So I would like to thank our guest, Jesse, today, um, who came in and very transparently shared his experience with God and his renewal experience over the course of his life and, and in his most troubled moment. So please be reminded to visit the website at www.reverendjstuartglover.com and you can leave your comments there. You can also register as a guest on the show and, and contact me directly by email or you can leave a voicemail and um, I hope to hear from you and I do respond to the inquiries if there are any questions and biblical, biblically based questions or or things that are on your mind, or if you just want to someone to pray for you, please let me know. So this is Faith Talk. I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover. God bless you, and I'll see you next time, next week, Sunday, 4 o'clock. God bless you.